0: With minors on campus, it is essential that you have instant access to vital medical information that is legible and organized through a secure online portal. Your camp staff will be more efficient and avoid mistakes. This is why over 70 colleges and universities have adopted the CampDoc electronic health record. With the CampDoc EHR, you get instant access to camper allergies, medications, and immunization records. Real-time visibility of illness and injury data from incident reports to reduce risk and liability. Emergency preparedness tools so you can keep safety in the forefront of camp operations. Learn more at go.campdoc.com backslash campwire or call 734-636-1000. this is Tim Huckton with the American Camp Association, and I am joining you today on our new episode of Campwire from the ACA National Conference in sunny San Diego. And it is an absolutely fantastic conference this week. If you are not here, you are missing out on just fantastic education and learning, networking. It's It's been great. Um, we're doing a, an episode today that I'm really excited about, so I'm the coordinator of uh, membership coordinator for ACA and the work we do with camps on campus so I work with higher ed so colleges universities I work with k-12 through schools and I work with the uh, independent parties that may run programs on their campuses as well and we call this uh, work camps on campus And so I'm actually joined today by two of my favorite people in the Camps on Campus market. And I'm really, really excited to have these two guests here. They're here at the National Conference, and they took a little bit of time out of their day to come and join me to record a little bit about just where they come from, the industry as a whole, and where things are headed. And I'm really excited to hear this conversation, kind of let it unfold. So today I'm joined by Lakeisha Williams with the University of Texas in Austin and Nate Friedman from the University of Utah in Utah. And so we're gonna kinda let y'all introduce yourselves, talk a little bit about the roles that you all have, and kind of what got you into the work that y'all are doing. So, Nate, why don't you kick us off?
1: Sure, um, so I started in camping uh, 18 years ago. I was an undergrad, uh, ski bum in the winter, and needed a summer job, and so I found a summer camp and decided to start doing my work there, and I just fell in love with the industry. I Kind of worked my way up to a camp director and did that for about six years, and uh, best job I've ever had. Loved every minute of it. Look back on it so fondly. Um, but as I started working my way uh, up through the university and seeing different programs emerge, I realized there's kind of a gap in everything going on. And our university decided to write a policy after 2011, um, when the Jerry Sandusky incident happened. Uh, for the protection of minors on campus and I just noticed that you know we have this policy but no one to really implement it and no one to really help people understand what it meant or what protection of minors actually was. Um, It was just a bunch of words on a page at a certain point so I you know, proposed that somebody needed to do that, and they said, great, you can do it. <laughs> and so I got involved in the protection of minors, and um, I've been doing that ever since. I currently also serve a couple different roles, so I, I run programs as well, and we have the protection of minors part of the house, so I offer perspective on both.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, and sometimes you got to be careful what you ask for, because they may say, oh, <laughs> there's somebody to do that. You seem to like this. Right. It's yours. Yeah, So sure. That's fantastic. Keisha, how about you?
2: Uh, I've been um, with UT System for 20 years, um, and my role at the university is the Youth Protection Program Director, so I oversee all our camps and programs for minors. I do not do programming, uh, thank God. Um, (laughs) I don't want to. Um, But um, um, with my role, the way I kind of got into my role was I uh, came to UT Austin actually to work in the policy office, and I worked there for about a year. And we got it in the it, that time span. We got a new chief compliance officer, and he brought over our Title IX person, who had Title IX minors and Cleary, and minors got no interaction, little to none. It was very decentralized. It was about five people doing the job, so everyone was being told different things. Um, nothing was consistent and so since I knew she was coming over I really wanted that minors piece Um, so I benchmarked about 75 universities to see what they were doing what we weren't doing and we weren't doing anything to be honest with you (laughs) except doing the state mandate so there is a state law in Texas Um, and so we were just you know doing that Um, and so when I met with her at one point she asked if I could review the policy that she and a committee wrote Um, and I said sure And I took the policy back to my office and was like, this is the worst thing I've ever read in my life. Who wrote this? And there was a team of people. Um, So I spent two weeks rewriting said policy. um, And I talked to our chief compliance officer and was like, how do I tell this person that I've only known for about three weeks that her policy was terrible? He said, oh, he said, just don't say it sucked. (laughs) And he was like, because I know that's what you want to say. So when we got to that part of the conversation, She asked me how I read it, and I said, why don't you read what I wrote? Um, And after she read it, she said, this is the best thing that I've ever seen. I could never write anything this good. Um, And that policy is now our adopted policy uh, that we follow today. And then she said, do you want this job? And I said, yes, I want this job. (laughs) I really want to protect kids, and we're not doing anything to do that. And we just don't want to be one of those universities. Um, And that's kind of how I got into my work. I actually never went to... A summer camp. I take that back. I went to a day camp for two days with me and my cousins and we all decided that we just played together and when anyone tried to join our group we were like no thank you we have each other. Um, so on day three I was like we're not going and I was the smallest one in the bunch and my grandmother said well we pay for this. I said well no one asked you to and we're not going back and that was the end of our summer camp time. Um, <laughs> that's that's <weird. laughs>
0: A little independent, even early in the 80s. Yeah, sure. So, Keisha, and, and I think Nate, you would agree. So, one of the things that Keisha and I have had a conversation about many times is she fell into this work because she felt the need to use this as a, a way to protect kids, especially. And I know that, Nate, you kind of are in that same boat. Yeah, for sure. And up until when the news kind of hit, right, that Jerry Sandusky kind of made the news cycle, universities as a whole weren't necessarily doing a lot to protect kids. They didn't even know the extent of how many kids they were serving on their campuses. They didn't know, they hadn't done inventories of programs, things along those lines. So one, if you can talk a little bit about the types of programs you all have on your campuses, um, the range, right? You've got athletics, you have academics, you've got some amazing programs, something that I would probably want to send any of my kids to at any point in time, just some amazing stuff. Um, But talk about the programs you'll have, the types of programs, and also the scale. Like how many kids are you all serving um, at these campuses? Because that's important to realize as well that you know you all have come in to help protect these kids and but the scale is really big as well so tell us a little about that
1: sure so um you know when we when this policy first uh went to our academic senate which is you know one of the steps we had to go through in order to get it passed one of the faculty members looked at us and said we're a university we don't serve minors and i said no actually we do probably a whole lot more than we serve college students to be perfectly honest and you know, I think it it surprised people when we started pulling some of our initial numbers. Now we know there's probably over 400 programs. Uh, some of those are full-blown summer day camps, and some of those are internship programs that might only have one student. Uh, you know, we have about 100,000 student interactions with minors every year, so that's not—we we don't know exactly how many individual kids we have, but we know there's that many— interactions with our programs that's a lot and so of touch points yeah it's a lot of opportunity for amazing things to happen and that's why we do these programs is because getting kids involved you know in higher ed and giving them the camp opportunity in a in a unique place like a college campus is, is wonderful i mean we all know the magic of camp here at aca and that's why we love what we do but it's also a lot of opportunity for things to go wrong or bad things to happen and so we we really wanted to make sure there was a policy in place good implementation process to to kind of rein all that in and help people understand like this professor that we we actually do serve minors and it's not a this wild west environment where you can just you know invite kids onto campus oh my neighbor's interested in biology I'm going to invite him in my lab and he'll be there with a bunch of graduate students from you know 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at night every night and there's no supervision and no one's been trained and you know so we really wanted to kind of rein that in a little bit and help people understand the importance and uh, not just for protection of minors, but also program quality. I think there's a lot uh, of opportunity there as well, so.
0: Awesome, how about you?
2: Um, so we, Nate and I actually were talking about this earlier, so this is funny that this yeah. is coming up. <laughs> I did not have as many issues getting our policy approved as initially they did. Um, we had one issue in our faculty council, because they said that we were trying to stop service-based learning. And um, we then explained to them that is not what we are doing. Uh, we sat down, had a conversation, and then they said, oh, this is great. This sounds amazing. Um, the issue initially came in when I met with the camp directors and we had our very first meeting. Um, so that was our initial um, issue because I was trying to stop the integrity of their programs and um, I was this young upstart Fresh out of college trying to tell them what to do. Um, I was actually older than a lot of the people in that room, so I thought that was funny. Um, And then uh, one of the first things that I did do was get an inventory of our programs. Um, And at the time, we had 142. um, Once this program was implemented, we lost six. Um, Fast forward six years. uh, So last year, we had 320 programs. We served over 25,000 minors. Um, our programs range, so there are lots of different things. Of course, we're University of Texas, so we have all of these athletic programs. Um, and athletics was actually the best. Um, they were came in very early on, so one of the things people would say is, well, I'm sure athletics has a problem. And I was like, no, athletics is on board with what we're doing. So everybody else kind of was like, oh, well, okay. Um, we have business programs out of our business schools, STEM programs, of course. We have coding programs. Kids all over the labs, um, internships, some employment. So employment does fall under my office. Um, and we have like a lot of programs that service low socioeconomic populations, first-gen college students, um, trying to get girls interested in math and science before someone tells them it's hard. Um, so our programs are robust, and um, I'm really proud of all the things that people are doing. Um, I'm really happy that it's safe um now uh so yeah
0: absolutely so if you each had to choose one program on your campuses that you're like wow that would probably be my favorite program what would what would be one of your favorite programs that if if you were a kid right now what would which program would you want to go to on your campus
1: I'm gonna give you a political answer on this one, Tim. I'm not gonna pick a favorite child, uh, but we do offer, uh, you know, I think I think that's really a difficult question to answer to be perfectly honest, because everybody has their own niche and everyone's trying to do their own thing. And I think there's space for all of them. You know, on our campus, we have a few residential programs um, where kids get the opportunity to come and learn what college is like. They get to stay in the dorms, they get to visit departments, you know, they get to meet with faculty members. These are really wonderful opportunities and you know if you're a high school student and it, it it's an opportunity to kind of experiment with a, call it the idea of college and figure out maybe what you want to do and so I, I really like those types of programs um, but the day camps that run on campus are incredible as well you know we have day camps at our museums we have day camps we have a garden on campus there's day camps there there's day camps run out of uh, various departments where they you know get to dissect cow hearts with the medical school or they get to you know build lego robotics with engineering and they learn about all the things that are involved in all those so you know there's some pretty amazing stuff and it's a good environment to learn in and obviously yeah
2: <laughs> I like Nate. I'm not saying <laughs> <laughs> anything about that, but again, we do have amazing programs. Um, much like Nate, um, we have one program that's run with NASA astronauts and engineers, and it's our SEAS Program. That's pretty awesome. We have Ladybird Wildflower <laughs> Center. They have like camps that teach kids all about bugs and roots and shoots and edible plants. And actually, like I like that one because. They could teach me how to survive if I'm ever lost somewhere, like them all. But um, <laughs> um, and then like we have our radio, television, film. Last year they started a program called Susie's Kitchen, and they're teaching young kids how to cook and knife safety. And I was a little nervous about it, but it, it went really well. And you know, covertly I put my little cousin in that camp and uh, had you know her parents. I was like, I think you should sign her up for this camp. Um, so I mean, we have great programs. We have some programs that they get kids. Um, like starting them in like first second grade and they take them all the way up through high school they follow them the whole way Um, two years ago they graduated their first uh, first first-gen students from college so we they have some pretty amazing programs and one program we have um, there's a professor who does this program and he pays out-of-pocket for his camp insurance because he really believes in the program and it's our Shadow of Science program where girls can come in and shadow Um, actual scientists and and look at like the work that they're doing so I'm not picking a favorite but there are lots of great programs at our university
0: (laughs) you know it's always fun to see if a parent will choose their favorite child Um, and I personally don't have one either as a favorite Um, but I will say that I think that what amazes me is because you have so many huge resources right you've got some of the world's best researchers you've got some of the best athletics people you've got um, incredible facilities and I, I think that one of the things I've always loved about this particular market is when you serve kids that don't necessarily see themselves on a college campus because they've never had that opportunity, They've never, um, their family doesn't have that tradition, to, to come to a camp program, one that's recreation-based and education-based, and they're learning all those same 21st century skills and, and getting the independence, that's fantastic. But the other side thing is, It shows them that they can survive and they can be on a college campus and they can see themselves. I think that's one of the things I really love about this particular market.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have kids. This is a story we hear. Frequently, is a kid will say, "I go to the University of Utah." You know, these are six year olds or fifteen year olds, and they say that, and we love hearing that because we want to build a sense of place for them on a campus and make sure they understand it's not an ivory white tower. I mean, the University of Utah is up on a hill, and we're always told we're the ivory white tower on the hill, and we're trying to bust that myth a little bit and say, you know, it's a place everybody's welcome, and it's a place everybody is able to get if they, you know, put their mind to it, and so demystifying higher education to those populations, to everybody, honestly, is a big part of what we do.
2: Yeah, I love that you have kids that come in that never thought that college was possible for them, and they come in there and they realize that anyone can go to college, yeah. and there are people here to help me get to that path, and I can depend on those people to help me get there, and this is actually a reality for me, and I, I think it's amazing. Um and they tell me stories, and honestly, um, sometimes I'm like, this is amazing that this is something that I get to be a part of and play a role, and these kids have great camp experiences. That's awesome.
0: So y'all are the trailblazers of this particular group, and there are other people who are definitely the trailblazers in this group as well. It's not just the two of you. Uh, y'all just happen to be close enough to so like grab you as you're walking past <laughs> today. Um, and there are some amazing people, you know, Y'all have been doing this for what I would consider to be a very long time for this particular market. But if you look at the breadth of things, it's really a short time that the, your roles have even existed. Right. Um, and, Keisha, I know that you benchmarks benchmarked. And you we worked on 75 different universities. you benchmarked for three months. Um, when this started really six, seven years ago, there were only a handful of people even yeah. thinking about protection mm-hmm. of minors on their campuses. And things have come a long way. Uh, we're still not where we want to be at the end by any means. But they've come a long way. So talk about how when you first started, there weren't necessarily resources and how you almost had to create the wheel to get things going and, and kind of how you got your programs going. Because the end of the day, y'all have wanted to protect kids since you first got here.
2: Yeah. So um, I guess like for me, uh, like Tim said, I did initially benchmark 75 universities. There was no benchmarking out there. There was nothing. Um I started my role in 2014 and and there was nothing there. And so I did the work. And so one of the things that I did, I looked at what other colleges were doing and what we we were not doing. Um, And of course, Penn State had a lot of information because they are the poster child for even starting this career. Um, And so um, there was nothing. And I remember Texas A&M was putting on a minors on campus conference. Um, There were seven of us there. And that is where I first met Tim. And I met Sandy Weaver. And I thought that the construction of my program was almost done. And I went to that conference and was like, I know nothing. Let's put all these things in place. Um, and I uh, got a standards sky, And I was like, you know what, these people know camp, and they know protecting kids. And I'm going to use this to kind of build out those procedures and do all those things. And I mean, I still have my spreadsheets, because I love spreadsheets. Um, And they're
0: color-coded spreadsheets, everybody. They are amazing (laughs) spreadsheets. Rainbow magic. (laughs)
2: Um, And we implemented a lot of those things. I actually looked back on those spreadsheets a couple of months ago, and I was like, oh, we've done this and more. Um, And and Nate and a lot of us in this industry have had that conversation where our jobs have morphed into things that we did not even know they were going to morph into. And the people that we've become on our campus, And how we're basically leaders in this field, which is crazy because the field's like, what, like almost seven, eight years old. And it's like we're considered leaders in the field. And and I'm like, people call me and I'm like, why are they calling me? I sometimes (laughs) don't even know the answers. Um, But it's great to uh, have made friends in this industry. And there are people and everyone's so nice. um, So there are people you can depend on and you can call and say, hey, this is happening to me. Hey, have you have you had this happen to you? And we can you can discuss it with them, and also we love coming to conferences because this is our camp, and we see all of our <laughs> friends. So I've been really excited this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, I was at a, an ACA conference, so I've been going to ACA conferences since 2006, at this point, and doing camp stuff and. I was in New Orleans and uh, Michelle Brankanier came up to me and said, oh, I've got this guy you've got to talk to. He He's doing campus-on-campus campus stuff and he's looking into it. He, he really wants to meet you. And I was like, oh, somebody really wants to meet me? That's interesting. <laughs> How did that come up? Um, and she said, this guy, Tim Huckton. And so uh, Tim and I met and started talking and he told me about this event going on in uh, Texas at Texas A&M. And I was not in the inaugural year, but I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was the second. It was the I don't second know. year. Yeah. yeah, so it was the second year I went down there and there maybe 14 people maybe Mm -hmm. they doubled in size right and I met a bunch of folks and just started the conversation and you know I got to meet Lakeisha and I got to meet Sandy and Greg um, and a bunch of other folks that are involved in this industry you know and big universities so I was you know a little struck just by the the players who were in the room yeah you know Clemson and Penn State and Texas A&M and Texas and you know I showed up from Utah and um, everybody was so friendly and helpful and I realized I wasn't as far behind as I thought I might be. You know, there were people who had much more uh, developed policies and more stuff going on, but I realized it was really possible to jump in and kind of get my feet wet. And it it was really great to have all the support and all the people there. And, you know, it's just grown every year and being at ACA and having us come to this conference is really helpful because we get the program perspective uh, and we get to bounce ideas off and we get introduced, like you said, Tim, I mean, we're, we're not close to having every university and co- community college in the country understanding the risks that um, are involved in running minors programs. And we'd really just like everybody to, you know, make sure we're providing safe environments. So, Absolutely. You know,
0: I, it is definitely still in the early, very early adopters yeah. stage. Yeah. I think there were probably way less than probably 10% as a whole of higher ed that's really even thought about this. And so it does make y'all pioneers. Um, I love the fact that y'all are here. So I loved that first conference at Texas A&M. And I remember going to it thinking, wow, this is amazing. Like <laughs> We got seven people here. And it, it, it was fantastic. And I look at this yesterday. And so yesterday we did the Camps on Campus pre-conference event. and It was our fourth year. The first year we did it, uh, we had 20 people. And yesterday, we hit 84 people for this Camps on Campus pre-conference event, and it just shows the growth, right? And the community that's kind of being built around this, and, and y'all said that, you know, you've met some amazing people along the way, and Keisha, this is your camp, right? You get to come and connect with your friends that you see an email back and forth during the course of the year, but now we get a chance to meet face-to-face, um, and I know that there's been lots of other conversations that have happened that are informal outside of that Camps on Campus sure. pre-conference event, or even the cafe this morning, it's been... Really great to connect with people um, and have these conversations. So if y'all were to kind of say, like, because right now there's a lot more resources for you than what we've had in the past. One is these conferences, right? So for sure. you can come to conferences. It's not just about youth protection, right? There's a lot of other things that y'all have kind of probably picked up on over the last couple of years. That youth protection is a big piece of your your role. Um, but youth protection also goes beyond just child abuse prevention. Mm-hmm. Right. It also is its staff training or medications is another big issue. What are some of the big challenges that you all have besides the youth protection piece inside of y- your industry now?
1: It's. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday because, you know, we were sitting in this pre-con talking about all of these things that we're expecting eighteen to twenty. To thirty, you know, camp counselors, right? Right. A, a lot of them are young adults. Yes. We we're, were talking about the list of things that they need to understand and be familiar with, and how do you, in twenty or forty hours of training, even or whatever a training period, is impart all of this really important information? Because you know, it, it has gone beyond protection of minors, and so we we started the conversation on like how. it actually came up around standards is is what we were talking about, but you know, how do you get these people to understand and get the training in and be really creative about it? Because we are entering all these different worlds and you know, Lori Brown mentioned what's the difference between program quality and standards. She was talking about that in a session yesterday and it really got me thinking, I I honestly don't know if I have an answer. I'm just rambling now, but I, I think the idea is, uh, you know, I think these things are important to consider and we need, you know, it's really helpful to have multiple resources and people to talk to to work through it because um, we're accomplishing it. People are accomplishing it. There are ways. It just seems like this overwhelming task and breaking it down into its pieces has been a helpful way to approach it. I don't know. Why don't you go?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think about it a lot. Um, I, what I like about the ACA conference is a variety of Uh, sessions that there are um, because there are things that as a person who does not do programming um, I don't always think about so coming here listening to people meeting people going to different sessions that I can actually take back to the camp directors to help them um, that's helpful to me I really like to go to to the things that they do on leadership because I feel like as a person who's an admin I never want my people to feel like I'm Mm -hmm. looking down on them Um, And that I always want them to know I am here to serve you and to help you and how can I collaborate with you and what piece am I missing? And so coming to this conference and getting that that resource for myself to know, like, what are the things they're going through? Um, And as many of you know, I will talk to a tree stump. So I talk to a lot of camp people about, like, what are your challenges? Because I don't do programming. But if I can learn from them, then I can take back the resources that are needed to my camp staff. And then understanding like what are our camp directors and their staff going through and what is the best way to train them or to teach them and what can I get for you? Um, So like, of youth mental health has become a big issue. Yeah. And we saw a rise in some things at our campus last year. And I was like, you know what? I have the budget. I'm going to get everyone certified. So that was something I could do. And then I saw a really great presentation. And I said, hey, you live in Austin. Can you come and teach this at my camp director meeting? And then um, so just thinking through things like that to me um, and thinking of others, because um, I never wanted to feel like, well, she's just an admin. She doesn't get, you know, the nuances of what we go through. So, talking to people and coming here, because camp people are the best people, um, and they'll talk to you and listening to what they're saying. Yeah. I
0: I find that this group of people, like camp people in general they will, one, if you ask them a question, they'll share every bit of information with you. They'll give you your staff manual. They'll, they'll tell you more information than yeah. you probably even wanted or needed to know. Um, you know, and I always joke that R&D in our world is not research and development. And research is important, so I don't want to downplay that. But our world is rip off and duplicate <laughs> mm-hmm. is R&D. And the fact that you were able to pick up on things that program people had that they gave to you that then you could take back and and share with your colleagues back at the UT, Uh, I think that's a a fantastic thing, right? Because not everybody gets a chance to come to conferences. There's professional development budgets that get cut, or timing just doesn't work out, or they just don't want to travel. Whatever it could be, but to have somebody who's coming and collecting information and learning, and then taking that information back and sharing it with everybody else is is really fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I can't even tell you how many times I get a phone call midweek, you know, somebody saying, hey, I was on your website, I really like what you've done, can you share the information? And I'm always willing to share, and I've done the same thing all around the country, whether it's a program, phone call, you know, medication policy was a big thing, you mentioned that earlier, I I didn't have a good one to present to everybody on our campus, people started asking me, so I just started searching the internet for... Camp programs that had something posted online, and I'd call their director. And everyone, like you said, is so willing to share. It's just, it's, a, it's a great community. And so it I, is. I'd say, do it, and you know, call people. Don't be shy.
0: Yeah, don't be shy. You know, <laughs> even if they're busy time, they'll be like, oh, hold on, let me put somebody else on hold. I'll help you. Yeah, right? <laughs> So it's fantastic. Um, again, I'm really excited that y'all were able to join us. We're kind of, kind of wrap up here uh, with a couple of minutes, but I think that um, if I was to think about. You know, moving on, kind of end on this next question. What is something that you're probably the most excited about um, with where this industry is camps on campus is headed? Um, you know, what what excites you about where we're headed as a group right now?
2: I would say the constant collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the we have the Higher Education Protect, Protection Network, and I love it. Um, but I also love that Everyone collaborates together. So, like ACA collaborates with HelpNet, and we're all working to make each other better. Um, really excited that um, ACA has a like move forward to like if you want to um, having your entire campus accredited. Also, I'm gonna say to people who say we can't do it, it is doable. <laughs> um, but that's really exciting to me because I. The reason why I wanted to do that was because I wanted to show parents we're really doing everything we can to keep your kids safe. Um, and so to me, I think um, collaboration, I think, is the biggest thing to me that I'm, I'm really loving and that I see, like, going forward. Um, no one's trying to, like – hold on to information. I mean, I know I've called Nate like a dozen times and I was like, Hey, what are you doing about this? And what do you think about this? And then we end up on the phone, like sharing resources, like with each other, Mm -hmm. which is great. And then Nate, is kind of hard to get on the phone sometimes. So I'm like texting him like, Hey, I've been trying to get in touch with you. And like, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, yeah, I think collaboration to me is like, the greatest thing I think with this industry even moving forward I think that people will want to continue sharing because we're all passionate about kids and protecting them and and them just I my motto at my university I tell people is we want to leave them better than when we found them they're better because they're smarter they've learned something but we also kept them safe and sent them home that way.
0: That's a fantastic! I love that right yeah. there. So that wow. sums up a lot for me. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, I gotta follow that. That's like, <laughs> isn't that the soundbite we end on right there? Um, so no, I think I would definitely agree uh, that the collaborative the collaborative efforts everybody's taking to make everybody better are what I'm really excited about. I think I'd add, you know, when I started coming to ACA conferences, and this was my perception, so it could be incorrect, but like day camp was kind of a thing that everybody was talking about like how do we get all these day camps into ACA and you know make them integrated into part of it and there was like a day camp cafe and that was a new thing that they had their own space to do stuff and I was really excited about that and it was fun and it felt new to me even though everything was new to me at that point but um, you know running day camps I felt like I had a home and as I've seen these programs grow uh, on college campuses now we have this space for college campuses where we can all get together but it also feels like we're really integrated with a system like we're running camps right we're doing the same thing that we're doing similar things uh, to what all other camps are doing our missions our goals are really similar um, and that's to educate kids to help them grow to help them be them best be their best selves to really help them understand the world around them and grow into that and grow up to be you know adults who are contributing members and happy and have all these great, you know tools and resources to get through life so the fact that we can do that on college campuses for kids and provide that space and feel like we belong in ACA and not that we never did but it's just so welcoming and it's such a great place and I don't know I, I think I'm really excited about the opportunities in the future around all of that and fantastic it's, it's wonderful
0: so I know that I said it was going to be the last question, but really Keisha and Nate ended up bringing up something else. Uh, one, Keisha and the University of Texas last year, they went through accreditation. And I know that Nate, you all have had some programs as well and some mm-hmm. others that are moving forward with accreditation. Yep. So kind of talk about the fact real quick uh, as we wrap up. But the fact that you, universities do have a place, right? K-12 schools can go through accreditation. Like this is something that is very much possible. Yes, it's work. But, you know, Keisha, I know that you said it's proving to parents that we're doing everything we can to keep your kids safe. Um, you know, talk about what accreditation means to you all, because you all just did it this last summer. But even, like, why you would even think about moving forward with accreditation?
2: Um, so for me, uh, it was always on, on my mind. So in 2014, again, I met Tim. Uh, I got a Sandra's book, and I started looking into what does this mean? What does accreditation mean? Um, and anyone that knows me knows that I love to research things. Uh, so really like looking into what accreditation was, um, what, were, what were the values in it. Um, there was a guy um, that was on our legal team at my university. And the first time that I met with him, um, he said, so are you thinking about accreditation? And I, and then he said, because I have this book. I said, oh, that's the old book. I have the new book. And yes, I am thinking about accreditation. Um, accreditation has always been on the forefront of my mind, but I never just wanted to do it program by program. I always wanted to do it on a large scale. And again, for me, it was really telling parents, we are doing everything we can to protect your kids. We have an outside entity looking into making sure that we're keeping your kids safe. Um, I mean, I went and got, there's a certification you can get. I went and got certified because I was like, I want to make sure that everything I'm doing um, and that I'm having my staff do, like, we, we're we doing everything that we can to make sure kids are, are being kept safe. But not even just thinking in the role, the realm of just safety, but it also talks about programming and are we providing the best programming we can provide to them. Um, and so that's why I always wanted to do it. Um, and then I mean we did it. yeah and uh, <laughs> and I was really happy and to be honest when I received uh, my letter I cried um, because it was such a, a great accomplishment and to have people believe in you. Um, and not just like the people at my university, but I had colleagues that called and were like, hey, I heard you're doing this thing and how's that going and and then the ACA people were very supportive. Um, and so it was it was great and I had people, like contacting me from like camps in Texas and like, Hey, I went through accreditation. Let me know how I can help you. I mean, just random calls randomly would meet people. Um, and so it was, I don't know, it was, it, it was great. Uh, Fantastic. I'm, I'm really happy.
1: <laughs> um,
2: and yeah, my people were great and they just kept saying, um, when we did the, the visitor came and they were like, uh, they were texting me after, did I do good? I don't want to ruin this to you. And I'm like, no, it's for us. It's for us. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, for, for us, you know, I was just having a conversation with um, my colleague at University of Washington, Caroline Shelton. And we were talking about how we don't want to just create checklists of compliance things that people need to go through and just check off boxes. We want to create a culture around this and I think one thing ACA accreditation does is it creates a culture because I mean there's a list of things that you need to do but the way you have to move through those things in order to Uh, to achieve accreditation, you have to have stuff there. There has to be meat on those bones. And I think going through that process with your camp staff and with your camp folks and as a director, that actually creates that culture. And so I think it's really important for programs to kind of go through that process. And I think that's the value I see in it for college programs. And, you know, ACA has been really, really amazing over the last couple of years, helping us understand how the, how the standards do apply to us. Because I think the perception for a long time was colleges can't do it. There's all these things that are in the way. You know, we're, we're different. Was often what we said, and I lump myself into that. <laughs> I'm beyond that now, um but at the time I thought, oh God, this is impossible. And just being able to work with everybody, people like him, and I mean, honestly, everybody has been helpful. And you know, we've got a few groups lined up and really getting ready to go through the process. And Keisha, here, the fact that you did it and at the scale you did is honestly really inspiring to us. And I hope I can show that as to our teams and to the folks on our campus that like. Look, we're going to go program by program. We're not going to go for the whole campus right now uh, for our strategy, but, you know, we can do it. If you can do the whole campus, we can do a couple programs who really are motivated and really want to do this. So I'm, I'm excited to move into that oh, That's
0: uh, fantastic. Well, I know that we've got uh, plenty of other conferences to go. I mean, today is just Wednesday, so Nate's about to go into the exhibit hall and represent HEPNET, so we're super excited about that. Um, The exhibit hall is about to kick off, which, I mean, we're about to go through there and look for all the freebies we can possibly find from (laughs) our great exhibitors and vendors. Mostly sunglasses. Mostly sunglasses is what Keisha's after. Well, it's sunny in San Diego, so if you didn't pack them, uh, (laughs) hopefully there'll be somebody here who has them. But again, thank you all both so much for joining me today. I'm very, very excited that we were able to do this and to kind of fit it in. Um, So thank you so much. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where you all head and what happens in the future. And your programs are both amazing. Um, And I know that out there in the campus on campus world, there are so many more people who have amazing programs and they're doing amazing work as well. Um, I hope that this will serve as a voice for people to know that, hey, there's one, a support network here for you. Two, there are resources that are available now that didn't exist five to 10 years ago. And in five years, we're gonna have even more resources for you than what we have now. Like this is evolving, this is growing, and this is going a lot of places because of people like you. Y'all are blazing the trail as we go. So um, again, thank y'all very much for joining me. And to ACA World, Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast today. Um, hope you found this insightful. Um, we will make sure that y'all have links. If y'all want to get a hold of Keisha or Nate, um, have any questions, things like that. Um, of course, my email, will make sure we spread that in the comments as well. But hope y'all have a fantastic uh, rest of your spring and enjoy your summers coming up. Thank y'all very much, guys. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks again for joining us. As always, thanks again to our great Camps on Campus sponsor, Camp Doc. If you want to learn more about the work the ACA is doing to support camps on campus, head to the ACA website at acacamps.org and use the search bar to search for camps on campus. Thanks a lot, everyone, and have a great day.